Episode 7, Improving Your Memory and Recall. This is your best life ever podcast. This is the podcast that's committed to helping you dominate this life. Life. To help you get from wherever you are to wherever you want to be. Our goal is to help you break through, learn new skills, and create lifelong habits that will help you live your best life ever. Now, here's your host, Justin Thomas. Whoa, that intro was awesome. I love it. Thank you, big radio guy, for the intro. Again, I am Justin Thomas. This is the Your Best Life Ever podcast. Come check us out. Be sure to subscribe, comment, like on iTunes and all the other places you listen. Uh, It is really, really appreciated. Really excited for today's show. Today, we're going to be going over... uh, forgot oh i'm just teasing improving your memory and recall who here there's no one here just let you know but if you were here who here forgets stuff all the time i do i have to put the little tile chips on my keys in my wallet just we get going and i got thinking like that wasn't always that way. Like when I was a kid, I could remember, and you probably do too. I still, to this day, remember my phone number. It was 390-5052. I remember my neighbor's number. 50, no, it was uh, <laughs> 390-6466. Like I, I completely remember those things. So how can we do that? And then today I can barely remember my wife's cell number. So there are things that we do as kids through repetition repetition and and you know focus that we didn't even know that we were doing that we don't do as adults uh and what i've realized that the good news is is that no matter what your age your level of academic experience you can dramatically improve your memory by following some sound tried and true simple guidelines uh, that can really help you so these keys will you know they'll help your your memory uh, they're simple processes, um, exercises, nutritional guidelines, things that are going to keep your brain fresh and active and keep you in peak condition. So what I'm hoping for you is that you can use these ideas and improve your memory. Uh, and I started thinking to myself, like, if I had amazing memory or recall, what would I see? What insights or processes of thinking or what would I do on a daily basis? What would I learn? What are the ways that I would process information or organize or recall things? I think we don't realize that we tend to sabotage our memory process unconsciously through not paying attention, not focusing, not concentrating, or incorporating, you know, skills that are building blocks for us to have great memory. Have you ever listened to someone talk or read an article, read a lecture, podcast like you're doing now, and then realize that seconds or minutes have gone by and you have absolutely no idea what 
information was being said. No doubt this happens to all of us, but there are key things that I think we can do to kick this habit by teaching yourself to pay attention. Pay attention to the big picture instead of the exact information that they're giving. Think about the concept, like a the big picture. And if you simply just take 30 seconds to look around the room at all the details or maybe colors or furnitures or, or furnitures or other, you know, like visuals and things like that. Because when you do that in the middle of a, a speech or something, you can associate. So if you're really trying to understand or learn something, close your eyes, let them talk, and then associate all of the things, the colors in the room, the placement, other vivid details you can think of. Just do some type of association so you can recall what you're trying to learn. This is if you're really taking this seriously and you want to learn something. And then you open your eyes and take more images in. I mean, those are just kind of ideas. That's like a trick, you know. When you know your learning style, I think there's, uh, there. well, I don't think there is. There's three learning styles. There's visual, auditory, and kinesthetic learning so subconsciously we're conscious or consciously we like to favor one of these over the other right just like anything so for instance like if you lean on information that is easy to read and seeing pictures you're visual on the other hand someone else may be a listener they may like just having that auditory ways. There's times where I'll do that, where I am very visual. Most people are saying hands-on, but it's because they're not paying attention to what you're telling them until when they do it, they start associating and that's when they start learning. So they say, well, I can't, I'm not a, a visual, I'm a visual learner or whatever. So like for me, sometimes I have to look away or I actually learn better when I'm not looking. Now to the person speaking, it comes across disrespectful. So you really have to balance how you do that because that is kind of a hard thing. Um, where the third person may learn through means of like interacting the information in some way. And that's a kinesthetic thing that they're touching it and they're, they're interacting. They're, there's that association. So when you start to have associations with your knowledge and learning how, then you'll, you'll just learn so many things. I mean, think about like how easy it is to learn languages when you are immersed in the culture because it's just forced on you you're just it's fight or flight right whenever we learn it we take it into our long-term memory banks there's things that we happen or memorize when we're a kid and we never forget it like there's movies the whole reason i the very first uh thing that ever got me excited about radio or dj or podcasting or anything was from the movie Good Morning Vietnam. For some reason, when Robin Williams in that movie was doing the intro of, you know, Good Morning Vietnam, like that whole intro, if you like let me, I would, I could do the whole intro word for word with the inflection and everything. And it was because I practiced it because I had no other associations 
to do that. And I enjoyed it. I mean, I used to alter my voicemails of my, like when you, you know, leave a message with the old phone on the wall. When I first got, I used to do like this, like whole beastie boys intro where it go, you know, it do the whole thing and then it'd go kick it. And then it'd be like, Hey, it's Justin. I'm not in right now. Leave a message. Like it was ingrained in me, but that was a little off topic, but I'm just saying is, is that that, phrase that I remember the whole good morning Vietnam thing that was completely just from my excitement of it. Like I just went completely off topic just there, but I could still rehearse it to this day. And so knowing things and really knowing things like for another example is when I was in high school, my dad said, Hey, I'll give you 20 bucks if you can memorize just the books of the Bible, just the, just the new Testament. I'm like, shoot, 20 bucks. I can do that. I knocked out and I still to this day have memorized. And it's funny too because I ended up doing the Old Testament and then my dad never said anything about, or I'm sorry, he paid me for the New Testament but didn't on the Old. And to this day, I had the new one just boom, nailed. And I will forget other little things not like I mean the memory of it but when you're flipping through the Bible it's good to know what books are what so anyway I'm just saying is once you associate something and it's in your long-term memory banks it's done it's locked in there for good so that's the reason why those phone numbers are still stuck in your head because you can dial them because you didn't have your phone saving everything when you were a kid well I mean me I didn't so, you know, you're going to someone's house and you're just putting in all the numbers. You're just typing them in with those big, huge buttons or the big. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Same goes with speeches or memory of any of that kind of thing. Like these podcasts, too. I do the same thing with my memorization of this process. Uh, Jim Quick is a guy that I referenced in previous episodes. He's awesome. Check him out. Um, but he had a podcast one time that I was listening to about how to memorize a speech without using any notes. And so the, the gist of it is, is you go into a room that you completely know without even having to think like your bedroom, right? And in your bedroom, you do associations. So just to give a quick example, if you know that you go left to write around the room. So if you know that the first piece of furniture in your bedroom is that, uh, you know, a sitting chair, and then you go to the right of that and there's the lamp. And then to the right of that, there's the dresser. And then to the right of that, there's another dresser. When you know your speech and you associate a part of your speech with that furniture. So you have to actually know what you're talking about, right? This is what I do all the time is I will actually, and the reason I just gave you those examples of my, cause I, that's what I do is with my room. I go into my bedroom and I just go left to right all the way around. And then I associate sections of whatever I'm going to talk about with that thing. So then in my head, I just go around the room and talk about the chairs details. I talk about the lamp, then the dresser. And so I can just go around the room and I can just remember my whole entire speech. Now you have to know what you're talking about. So if you don't really know your, what you're talking about, yeah, you're going to be toast. But 
those types of associations are so great for improving our memory and recall. So though I've just I just wanted to lay down a couple foundational principles that can help you too. Think about like um smells. How many times have you had a smell that takes you back decades? Like to the mind like, you know, way you, old spice makes you think of the way your grandpa smells or the way that you smell, you know, cinnamon rolls or you know, bacon for the first, you know, bacon takes you back to association. So what is that in our head? It's, it's visualization. It's a smell or something that recalls you back to a rooted principle that you have. So doing associations, I'm just using those as examples to tie to the association part, but that visualization or, or even a sentence that you can, you know, do like a, an acronym to associate, those are all great tools on how to um, improve your memory and recall. So we were talking about um, acronyms is what I was getting started on before we went to break. And I wanted to go through a couple of those examples of ways that you can help improve your memory by using them. Um, but the first one was just kind of the, the whole point of what they are, right? So finding a quick acronym and, and listing them out for anybody that doesn't know, it's, you know, you know, um, mad, you know, mothers against drunk drivers or whatever, where you have an association to a word. Okay. But I was thinking about how you could use it to learn things. One of the, I remember when I was in high school, I was learning how to speak Spanish and there was the thing for socks and it it was by just spelling out socks they taught you the phrase of so s o c k s is basically like that's that's it like that's the phrase s o c k s and all you're doing is spelling socks so you're not trying to memorize the phrase you're just spelling socks which actually reminds me of a terrible dad joke that I've got to tell you. So this this guy walk this Mexican guy walks into a a Walmart looking for a pair of socks. Okay. After seeing him wandering around for a while, an employee comes over and asks him, "Can I help you find something?" After a minute or two, the guy says in his kind of broken English, says, um, with gesturing, pointing at his clothes. And he kind of gives a, the employee a general idea of what he's looking for. for. And, and so the employee like hustles off and comes back with like a shirt saying, is this what you want? And the guy's like, no, no, no. And points down towards his feet. Ah, said, you know, the guy, the guy that works at Walmart was like, ah, got it. And he rushes off again. He comes back with a pair of shoes and a smile on his face. And he's like, here you go. And the guy's like, no, 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 no Zapato. And he reaches down and grabs his socks to show the employee. And the employee smile goes away and he rushes off and returns a couple minutes later with a pair of socks. And uh, the Mexican guy goes, ah, S-O-C-K-S. And the Walmart guy goes, well, if you knew how to spell it, why didn't you just tell me in the first place? Because S-O-C-K-S means uh, there it is. So 
Yeah, dumb joke. Okay, so humor. <laughs> humor, good or bad, are ways to use interesting and funny stories or jokes to remember things that otherwise too. So hopefully that whole point was lead you to understand that you can use humor, you can use associations, acronyms. There's all kinds of ways that you can do that. Also repetition, right? That's the things that we knew most, like flashcards. So repeating, just regular repetition. You're informing your brain of regular information back and forth, back and forth. It's always going to remember it, okay? Um, like I was talking about earlier with the Good Morning Vietnam. you watch. I watched it so many times, I just memorized it. Uh, same with... The Ezekiel twenty five seventeen speech for some reason in Pulp Fiction that Samuel Jackson does the, um, the path of the right anyway it doesn't matter so I have lots of those so um and then here's some of the sabotages just negative self talk we're cementing all those things into our brain for positive but we also cement those things in our brain with negative self talk okay using affirmations are a great thing. You know, uh, Tony Robbins talks about all the time, his affirmations, like every day in every way I'm getting stronger and stronger or changing your phrases that you, um, would normally say. So like when you're said, I'm afraid or I'm scared, changing your verbiage to I'm excited or this is going to be great. Or if you're having a bad day and someone's like, how are you doing? Saying, you know, unbelievable. They don't know what you mean. Just unbelievable. So those are just things that we got. We're conditioning our brain to know what's good and what's bad. Okay. So those are good things, but then all those are great, but you got to know what you're trying to do. So setting goals is so important and we're gonna I mean get your popcorn ready when it comes to goal episodes because there's so many parts to it but the setting goals are extremely important they're everything how are you gonna know where you're gonna go if you haven't don't have a destination so goal goals boost our memory when we're struggling to recall the information that's why writing your goals down Posting them everywhere is such an awesome thing. One of the things to do is you can create to-do lists. And, and you can clear out all the unresolved issues. Like there's so many things that don't need to be done when you write them down. There's so many problems and issues and our task list a mile long. Our focus and concentration and things popping up all over the place. And our listening ability and and we're emotionally drained and physically drained and we're so tired and we can't remember no wonder we can't remember anything the brain can only handle seven to eight real tasks at one time so everything else is just spilling out so if you don't have one place that you record everything that was my problem there's uh, there's you know reminder apps and notes and this and that there's having one place for everything is so important and then also being aware of, of your, your times that you're doing certain things. Like if you're studying or doing homework or something, playing f music without words is so awesome. So like for me, I'll play like classical music or there's a Pand Pandora station called Explosions in the Sky, you know, that, that condition your brain for learning. 
Because what happens is your brain, when you start doing that over and over again, you can only hint if you're processing your memory. And now for some people, this isn't a big deal. But I know for me that if I have words going, I get distracted. So making sure that I don't have words helps me still have the music that I want to keep on task, but I don't have to worry about getting off track. So, um, and then after a while you start doing that every time, every time you start to play that music, your brain goes, Oh, we're getting into learning mode and it just, I can't explain it, but repetition. That's why they talk about working out at the same time every day. Let's talk about eating the same meals at the same time. If you're trying to get in weight, like repetition condition, the body's conditioned for repetition. Okay. Visualize what you need to remember visualize associations, everything we've been talking about. That's why people write on the back of their hand or just write things down. When in doubt, write it out, okay? When in doubt, write it out. Keep a notepad or a journal. For me, I've used every planner under the sun, but the good old-fashioned moleskin is, is awesome. It's got a task list on one side. You can write it out. You can take notes throughout the day. They have them in all different sizes. They're awesome, Okay, so that helps me when you need to remember anything, anywhere, anytime. If if you have to do associations, think about um, names like that's a great one. Like when you meet somebody, how many times have you met somebody and then minutes later you can't remember their name? Right. So associate something with it. If their name's Bill, think about someone, you know, named Bill. So next time you walk up to them and you can't remember their name, you think about, oh, who did I associate? Oh, my Uncle Bill. Bill. And you do that. The other thing I do is if people have uh, a different name, like it's kind of, it's unique, is I'll ask them a second time. And then if it allows me, I'll ask them to tell me what their name means or where did their name come from. And they tell you a story. And so then you can think about that story. And you're also helping them you know, you're help. They feel appreciated. You're taking a second to just, oh, that's your name. Okay, moving on, moving on, moving on. So, those things are great for associations. Okay. Um. That's there's so many things that are more important when it comes to memory. That's the reason why I put the the tile chip on my keys and in my wallet. Because I don't want to think about, I don't, I only have seven or eight things I can remember. So memorize. So if I lose it, let me lose it for me. I'm like, all right, fine. I lost it. Push the button. Ding. There it is. Okay. Then last couple things. And we're going to wrap this up. I'm trying to get some of these episodes really shorter. So they're good for all of us is get good sleep. I don't care what anybody says. There's there's people out there that say you only need three or four hours or getting up at three o'clock. If you get up at three o'clock, go to bed earlier. Okay, the average person needs ninety percent. Well, this is I'm just making up ninety percent, but eighty to ninety percent need seven hours of sleep, good sleep. If you want to be effective, yes, you can operate with less. Yes, you may think you need more, but that's a good average. Okay, then also taking vitamins. Vitamin B12, B6, those are good. Vitamin E, um, vitamin C, niacin, uh, beta carotene, omega-3, flaxseed oil. Those are all great vitamins that help. You got to have all this to live our best life ever, right? Got to work out. Consistency in working out at the same time. 
um, challenging yourself by playing games or doing uh, puzzles or things like that. Okay, like my my grandma and her, she had dementia, but she would play uh, or not play. She would put puzzles together all the time, and it and it really prolonged her life. It gave her great great memory and repetition, even though she was battling dementia. I uh, I was thinking about even um, uh, just uh, games that I will be thinking of the strategy behind. I love playing dominoes. Uh, I have the strategy behind it. It's so awesome. Learning how to play do- defense and doing all those things. It just I love brain games. Okay, so those are some key things that we can do to help boost our memory. If you're if you're continuous, if you're diligent, and you make an effort using these tools combined with the repetition that is ingrained in us, like if you're trying to study for a test using flashcards, combined with eating right, sleeping, knowing before you take a test, like doing all those things that you may never you may have never imagined how amazing your life can be when you just apply these principles and you use them as a guideline for your daily tools help you be proactive in your goals, promote a better and efficient memory and recall that won't leave you hanging, that won't have you fail, that allows you to do what you do most, and that's kick butt and live your best life ever. Go get it. I believe in you. If you haven't already, subscribe on iTunes. And while you're there, please leave us a rating and review. Same time, same place, next week. Thanks for listening. This is your moment. This is your time.